1: A promotional fee has been paid by the sponsor of this program. For its editorial content, statements, views, and beliefs expressed by the sponsor do not reflect those of WOKV or Cox Media Group. You're listening to a special encore presentation of In the House with Ken and Jared. Our Ask the Experts Weekend continues within the House with Jared. For all your questions on roofing, siding, and home improvement in general, call 340-1045. Jared at Universal Roof and Contracting is ready to answer your questions. In the House on News 1045 WOKV.
2: Hello and welcome. That's right. In the House, your home improvement questions are answered right here right now hi my name is jared Mellick. i own a business it's called universal roof and contracting uh, throughout the week we help people uh primarily with their roofing and siding needs uh, but i am a general contractor so any type of home improvement question is okay with us our business has a tendency to focus on roof repairs uh, roof replacement uh, water intrusion problems, uh, as well as siding, exterior siding, uh, and then uh, window replacement as well. We have a tendency to focus on the outside of the home. Uh, however, any type of home improvement question is okay. Uh, I've been a general contractor for years and years. Uh, have a lot of experience in um, ground-up construction, remodeling, uh, additions, um, uh, all facets uh, of uh, home improvement so would love to help you uh, with your home improvement project, uh, by you asking me a question and me answering it. So the types of questions that we can uh, talk about here. Uh, perhaps you have a leak somewhere. You want to know how to find it or stop it. Uh, maybe you're thinking about doing a remodel or an addition. You want to know what type of remodel or addition pays off. Uh, maybe you're uh, you have uh, drywall repairs you need done. You want to have a tip on it. Uh, maybe you're thinking about replacing some flooring. You know you want to know what's the difference between engineered and laminate. Uh, really anything having to do with home improvement, uh, you can give me a call number here uh, uh, to dial is 340-1045. Again, 340 340- 1045 you can also email a question uh, to questions at universal roof jacks.com. again questions at universal roof you can also do questions at in the house show.com. it goes to the same spot so it goes to me and then i will uh, read the question uh, and then answer it uh, live on the air a lot of stuff to get to on my talk agenda today. Uh, we do have some uh, home improvement projects that we are personally working on that I want to uh, that I want to chat about. Uh, there uh, there's some specials that we're having at uh, Universal Roofing Contracting, so I'm going to talk about that later on, uh, just for our uh, in the house show listeners. And then, um, uh, but the best part of this show, uh, let's face it, it's not me. Uh, it is you, uh, our great listener. Also going to chat with you today about Renewal by Anderson. Uh, Renewal by Anderson is the uh, window replacement division of Anderson Corporation. They're just known for quality when it comes to windows and doors. And um, so we're going to talk about uh, that today on the show as well. So a lot of stuff to get to. Uh, but the best part of this show, it's not me, it's you. It's our great listener. Uh, we do have the best listeners here at uh, News 1045 WOKV. So love for you to be a part of the show. Give it a call, 340-104. Four, five, All right, so Renewal by Anderson, uh, they really are uh, the best uh, window and door experience in the United States. You know, a number of years ago, uh, Anderson uh, set out... To change uh, the window and door market, you know, windows and doors for new construction uh, was was fine. It really was okay, And um, uh, and uh, then uh, as people were replacing their windows and doors, uh, they um, uh, they really needed uh, additional help. And uh, because with a a new construction, you just have standard sizes. You have a three by four uh, window, and then the opening is made specifically for that window. Well, in a remodel what happens is, is that houses uh, houses settle. Uh, the opening size is different. Once you place a window in it and you're removing the old one to put a new one in, it's not that exact size anymore. And so now what happens is, is that that specific window or door is made specifically for that opening. So each window and door is custom made. And so uh, it's a different process. And uh, what they had discovered is is that there was a problem was with they would make the window and door fine but then the installation method wasn't great or the The installer didn't do a good job or the shipping method uh, after it got to the supplier wasn't great. And so what they decided to do is they decided to uh, open a window and door division called Renewal by Anderson. And so if you call Renewal by Anderson, it is Renewal by Anderson from start to finish. From the uh, first call that's answered uh, is answered by uh, Renewal by Anderson and Rep. The person that comes out and talks to you and measures is Renewal by Anderson. The door is manufactured by Rural, Renewal by Anderson. The door is installed by Renewal by Anderson. And the, um, uh, and the warranty is all from the same place. It's Renewal by Anderson. And so uh, they really do make the best windows and doors. They make them out of Fibrex, which is a composite material that uh, Anderson invented Uh, So if you're thinking about replacing your windows and doors, there's really only one company to use. It is Renewal by Anderson. Uh, Be sure to check them out. You can go to RenewalByAnderson.com or you can give them a call, 222-8064. Again, 222-8064. It's not wood. It's not vinyl. It's not aluminum. It's a material called Fibrex, and uh, it really is a great material. It's like a wood window uh, that doesn't rot. And, uh, again, it's two two All right, let's go to the phones. Let's talk to Norman in Yulee. Norman, how are you, bud?
1: I'm doing great today, sir. Thank you. How can I help you? Uh, quite a few years ago, I had a new roof put on my house. And before I had the new roof, they also put uh, vinyl siding up. Hmm. Now I have a water leak. And they came out a few times, and finally they just gave up on it. I had somebody else come in and tell me that the problem is when they put the the new roof on, they didn't push the shingles up tight now where that gap was between the old roof and where the vinyl siding ended. Have
2: you ever heard of that before? Yeah, I, d- I doubt that's it. Um, I, 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 yes, I've heard of that before, but I doubt that's the problem. So if, if we look you know, at roof-to-wall transitions, uh, they're very susceptible areas for leakage. And the reason is is that you have multiple layers that are all coming together. So you have the shingles themselves. It is shingles, right? Correct. Okay. So you have the shingles themselves. You have, there's a piece of flashing. It's called L flashing that goes at that transition. So there's the transition of where the shingles connect to the L flashing. There's the L flashing itself. And then there's the connection where the L flashing meets the siding. Now, vinyl siding is not waterproof by itself. It actually relies on a secondary water barrier behind it. And so, I find the biggest mistake that people make, there's two primary areas where people make mistake, the two primary big areas that people make mistakes at those transitions. The first is, is that they don't overlap the flashing correctly. What you have to make sure that you do is a layer of shingle goes down first and then the uh the flashing goes over the top of it and then there's a beauty tab that goes over the top of that flashing but it's very important that the flashing overlap on top of the shingles so that that way as the water gets on the flashing it's what's called the shingling process which means water is not going to run backwards it's going to run down and so it's it needs to make sure that it gets on top of that top row of shingles now the Then you put a beauty tab across so that the large majority of that flashing is not exposed. But that piece that goes over the top, it doesn't matter if it's all the way up to the top because theoretically there's another piece of shingle underneath of it for the water to go over the top of. Does that make sense?
1: Yes, it does.
2: Okay. So Now I'm
1: thinking I have to get the shingles, I mean, not the shingles taken off, but the vinyl siding and make sure they put a flashing under that.
2: Yeah, there, there probably it will be flashing. If there's not flashing, then that's the problem, obviously. So the first part is is the shingles transition. Second problem that I see uh, is the underlayment flashing transition. So. First one is is making sure the shingles are overlapped properly to the flashing. Second one is making sure that the underlayment behind the siding is overlapped over the top of the flashing. So what happens is, is the flashing goes down first against the wall and then the underlayment system or house wrap that is behind the vinyl siding has to tuck in over the top of the flashing. Understand that everything has to be layered down. You start with the lowest point first and then the next piece goes over the top and the next piece goes over the top. So many times what I find, especially with a repair or when the flashing or siding is installed later, is that they do not overlap the house wrap over the top of the existing um, uh, flashing that is there. And so those are the two primary failure areas. Um, but understand that every time you have rain, especially when driven rain, r- water is going to blow against that siding, and then and then get behind it. And if there's any hole in the underlayment system or house wrap, then that's an opening where the water can get in behind the actual roof. So what many times what people think is I have this roof leak here and it's not actually a roof leak, it's actually a siding problem. And so um, a lot of times what we'll do in that scenario is we'll do what's called an isolated water test. Basically what that means is that you have somebody on the inside of the house, you have somebody on the outside, you take a garden hose and you start at the lowest point. You spray the water so that it's only hitting the roof and not hitting the flashing and you see if it leaks. And then you you do that for about 10 minutes and then you start spraying the water where it's just hitting the flashing but it's not hitting the siding and you see if it leaks and then you, from there you move up and you spray it on the actual siding itself just on the low part at the transition, and you see if it leaks. And then you work your way up where you pinpoint exactly where the water starts to come in. It's called an isolated water test, and it's a good way to be able to determine exactly in that area where the water's coming in.
1: Okay. Well, I'm thinking then on the, where on the second story meets the first
2: story. Mm-hmm.
1: That whole, probably that whole section there, like an L section needs to be uh, flashed.
2: Yeah, well, it, odds are it has flashing. If it didn't have flashing, you would have such a bad leak that that you would, like, even if you had a slight rain, it would leak. So the odds of you not having flashing is very unlikely the odds are though that there's that it's one of those two things that i described either the shingles aren't overlapped to the flashing right or the underlayment of the siding isn't overlapped to the flashing right but if if you call my office we could send a technician out to take a look at it uh and let you know what we think the problem is and uh there's many times where we are able to fix leaks that you know that others haven't been able to so our office number if you want to give us a call uh, universal roof and contracting it's a four nine five zero nine four eight again universal roof and contracting four nine five zero nine four eight of course area code uh, 904 so 904 four nine five zero nine four eight all right you're listening in the house we'll be right back Hello, welcome back in the house. Your home improvement questions are answered. If you get a chance, uh, come out today to the Jacksonville Health and Fitness um, Expo. Uh, Should be a lot of fun. It's uh, today from 10 to... this morning from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. Uh, at the University of North Florida Student Union. Uh, it's a free event, free parking, should be a great time. Uh, come talk with local health care providers. Uh, take advantage of free health screenings like blood pressure, glu- glu- glucose, cholesterol, uh, and more. Get healthy uh, expert advice. So uh, be sure to, to come out today from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. Uh, the Jacksonville Health and Fitness Expo. All right, welcome back to the show In the House Your Home Improvement Questions Are Answered. You want to give us a call. You can do that 340-1045 340-1045. Let's go to John in Orange Park. John, how can I help you this morning?
3: Good, how you doing this morning?
2: I'm doing really well, thanks.
3: Um, I'm in a process of wanting to purchase a home and uh, I actually moved into something have that in it for about 6 months. And We started having some kind of weird things going on with the ceiling. So I went to the attic and the trusses, uh, the actual truss that you apply the plywood to,
2: Mm
1: -hmm.
3: the corners that the support beam comes down and attaches to the actual ceiling truss, Mm -hmm. those corners, about eight or ten of them, have cracked. Wow. So I called the owner. He was supposed to send a contractor out there to fix them. Well, after he left, I went in the attic. And he took about twenty two by fours, eight foot long, and just nailed them across the truss. Is that safe? Or is, this, is that against code or how is does this that work?
2: when you say that you you're new to the house, is it a brand new house or was it like when was it built?
3: Um, it was built in two thousand six. Okay. So it's not that old.
2: Yeah okay, so uh, there's a difference. Uh, yeah okay, so it, it was an existing home. It's not like you bought it straight from the builder. Is it was really my it was more of my question. Oh okay yeah so um just because that my uh, my advice is different in those two scenarios so if this was new construction you just purchased the house and they're breaking then i would say okay you need to get the building department involved because it's it, it's so new with this scenario the house was built in 2006 so it's over 10 years old so i do think it's a good idea to get a to get a um a, a structural engineer involved so it is not normal for eight to ten trusses to crack or break, and so I just want to make sure that there's some not some larger issue that is happening, that that this is a symptom of. In other words, if um, you know the the trusses are designed to hold up the weight of the roof structure, and so. It, it This is not a normal scenario for eight or 10 of them to actually break. If we saw separation in one, then I wouldn't get too concerned, you know, sistering a new trust next to it, meaning that you place a new trust next to it or a new support next to it and anchor the two together for additional support, tying those two pieces together. In general, that's not a bad solution if you have one broken truss but when you have eight or ten that means that those are eight or ten have really lost their structural integrity so i would be concerned about the weight that is above it you have hundreds of pounds thousands of pounds tens of thousands of pounds of the actual roof the plywood the trusses and the last thing that you want is for that to settle uh, and to to fall or something like that so i personally if i owned this home uh, I would get a structural engineer involved in the process. Now, when you purchased the home, did you have it inspected by a home inspector?
3: Well, I haven't, I haven't purchased. I actually moved in um, with the notion to purchase it. and I, We just noticed that, you know, the kitchen ceiling, is 12-foot ceiling, so we noticed a crack all the way across the top. And there's some columns in the kitchen that the roof is sagging with it, And that's what kind of brought my attention, so I went up there looked at it and all this stuff was going on, but I haven't actually purchased a home yet. I just, I don't know if people worth messing with, or if I should just wash my hands of the whole thing and move on, or I don't know what to do.
2: Yeah, well, I personally, I mean, just, you know, it could could be a minor issue, it could be a major issue, but you don't know until you know. So, and, and the problem is, is I wouldn't rely on a um a home inspector for this i wouldn't rely on even a contractor for this i personally would get a structural engineer involved If I was seriously considering purchasing the house, because again, it might be a major issue. It might be a minor issue. I personally would get a structural engineer involved. uh, And so if you just, you know, Google structural engineer, Jacksonville, you can find some that work on residential projects. Usually be a few hundred bucks to have them come out and take a look at it. And I would just have them look at it, see the repairs that were made, see what they think is causing it and, uh, and go from there. So that's what I would personally do.
3: Would I even pass inspection
2: with a regular inspection? Well, hopefully not. No, no. If they, yeah. if they, if they catch it, but it's not. You know, I mean, you had asked about code. Code is for new construction, right? So, it it, it probably did pass code theoretically in two thousand six, but the codes are different today, and so. Yeah. You know, so there there many times repairs to trusses are that you would sister next to them. So that by itself doesn't concern me. It's the fact that it occurred. and I just want to make sure that it's not going to happen to all the rest of the trusses or that there's some not other some other issue where all the trusses are defective or where there's some sort of settling somewhere. I just would want you to make sure that it's that it's not a larger issue. Okay.
3: I appreciate it. Yep. I'll, Thanks, actually, uh, I'll actually do that today. Thank you very much.
2: Sounds good. Thanks, brother. Really appreciate right, your call you. and, and, and good luck with that. All right. If you want to take his line, number to dial here 340 1045. Again, 340 uh, 1045. We have to take a quick break for news when we get back. Uh, Jamie uh, has a question from St. Augustine. Dean uh, has a question of what, as well about radiant barriers. Uh, lots of stuff to get to today on In the House. Uh, if you want to call with your home improvement questions, 340-1045. Get a chance, check out the website thehouseshow.com or my company site, universalroofjacks.com. You're listening to In the House on News 104.5 WOKV.
1: Our Ask the Experts weekend continues within the house with Jared. For all your questions on roofing, siding, and home improvement in general, call 340-1045. Jared at Universal Roof and Contracting is ready to answer your questions. In the House on News 1045-WOKV.
2: Hey, hey, that's right. Welcome back in the house. Your home improvement questions are answered right here, right now. Love for you to be a part of the show. Number to dial, 340-1045. Again, 340-1045. You can email me a question to questions at universalroofjacks.com. All right, let's go straight back to the phones. Let's talk to Jamie in St. Augustine. Uh, Jamie, how are you today?
0: Hi, good morning, Jared. How are you doing?
2: Doing really well, thanks.
0: Um, I just had a general question in the construction industry itself. Sure. Um, with um, all these builders uh, that are building all communities and stuff, they tend to subcontract a lot of stuff,
3: mm-hmm.
0: maybe such as roofing as yourself. Do you find in any uh, part of the industry it's lacking a little bit where they need more uh, vendors, whether it's pools or pavers or shutters, whatever they have you, that they tend to subcontract now, where you, were, where you would say to yourself, you know, they can really use more vendors doing this stuff. There's not a lot of guys around doing it.
2: Sure. Are you are you thinking about uh, opening a specific division or something? Is that what I'd like to get
0: a little insight?
2: Sure. So, I mean, if if we look, I mean, the construction industry, I mean, I'm in the construction industry. So, right. So I love the construction industry. I've been in it from the time I was a little kid. My background is, is that my dad was a custom home builder when I was growing up. And so I would be, you know, two and three years old going on job sites with my dad and and so i've just i've always been around construction and so i've just i've always loved construction and so and then in in the early 90s uh, i I graduated from high school and then my dad had gotten out of construction for a little bit and then we um in the early 90s ended up starting what started out as a roofing company and then over the years you know i ended up getting my general contractor's license and and now we do more stuff so the the thing is, is that I, I think that if we look at every aspect of the sub-trades, so the sub-trades would be like electrical, plumbing, um, you know, HVAC, uh, roofing, exterior Pool, envelope, paper, painting, right, pools, right, yeah, yeah. The
0: so, prospective home buyer wants to add.
2: Right. So if I think that if we look at any of those industries or any of those subcategories, there would be Lacking components in each of those of companies doing it well. So what I, what I mean by that is that, that if you start a business, actually serve the customer, actually do a good job, follow through, do what you say you're going to do. I don't think that it matters which one of those trades you end up selecting because you're going to look so much better than what the competition is out there. If we look at the workforce in, in the United States, the it's just our tendency as a country is is that we focus a lot on college and we don't necessarily focus on people who aren't necessarily set out to go to college. So we, if we look at, at a qualified um, uh, quality workforce we're just lacking in the United States, and so if you decided to take on any one of those categories, whether it's pools, whether it's roofing, whether it's plumbing, whether it's HVAC, I think that you would find that you could be successful in those areas uh, if you do a really good job. So, uh, I would yeah, say, I, mean,
0: I don't argue that, but I mean, you're gonna tell me there's not something specifically where you're like, yeah, hey, you know what? There's really You know, there's really not a, 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 there's demand for it and there's not a ton of vendors
2: sure so I, so that was the first part of the, the answer and then I'm gonna I'm gonna um, and I'm gonna swing around to the to the second areas which is the areas that I think that are the most lacking I think the areas that are that are the most lacking would be the more highly technical trade areas so if you look at plumbing if you look at electrical and if you look at HVAC I think that those going forward are going to be the most lacking because they are the highest, um uh they're the uh, licensing
0: and stuff.
2: yeah yeah i think that those are going to be the most lacking going forward i don't think that they necessarily are today i think today what you would find the the highest lacking would be the the um you know painting and uh the what are, what would you know be considered even roofing would be considered the the lower um um uh you know the the kind of
3: qualifications
2: and stuff. yeah the lower qualification ones so but i would i would choose the area that you, you know that you're the most passionate about in other words right, right. because i mean that's really what matters because all of them are lacking you know what i mean right. And construction you is th-
0: you think there's there's as far as what they what you personally know, like they do sub out is it a mostly interior or exterior or is it about the same as far as what they usually do
2: well, with new construction, uh, they're going to sub everything. I mean, a builder typically with new construction is going to sub everything. Everything is going. I mean, that's the model typically. Now, what of do the, they do? They, the just, they just
0: do a, the foundation and a framing. That's
2: no, th- all of that is subbed. Most builders, most builders are they're designed as construction managers. So what they do is that they're going to you know they're going to do the plans and then they're going to s- use subcontractors on all of those. They're not going to have self performer. Self-performing work. They're going to have a, a project manager oversee it, and they're going to sub electrical. They're going to sub plumbing. They're going to sub foundation, block, painting, flooring. They're going to sub everything. It is the typical model of, of most like track style builders. Custom builders may decide you know they're going to have trim people on staff or they'll have right. painters on staff or something. But you're going to find most GCs that that you can't have you know, qualified installers that do everything, you know what I mean? And so they're they're typically going to subcontract everything.
0: Right. I I would think, like, what they can make the most percentage on, they're going to do themselves, and then whenever there's not a high, you know, percentage on, they'll sub out.
2: Yeah. But what you're going to find is, is that with, with most builders to h- carry that person on staff, if you if you have painters on staff, you have to have those individual painters busy every day painting. Right. And if you, lo- and if you look at uh, what communities they're building, they're not doing painting every single day. So then what do you do with those guys when you're not using them? So the model in new construction, what you're going to find the model is, is, is the subcontractor model. It's, it's not. On staff now. Remodelers—that's different. You know, a lot of times with remodelers, you know, they—they they, a lot of times will have tradespeople who can do multiple style of projects. But the new construction model is typically a subcontractor model.
0: Right.
2: So, are you in construction now?
0: No, no. I was toying around the idea with a couple with a couple people in the plumbing industry.
2: Yeah. I mean plumbing is a great industry I mean it takes you know the, the test I've heard that the, I'm, I'm personally not a licensed plumber. I, I've taken four state licenses and and I've heard that plumbing is one of the one of the hardest ones. And, and but they do plumbing does it right in that they do have um at least uh, you know some sort of training process and they they do have uh, you know uh, a process of, of of building people up through the um through the plumbing industry right. so um you know you got to have the work experience you have to you know work underneath someone else for a time period in order to get licensed Right, uh, yep yep but um but you know plumbing is a you know is a great industry for sure i love construction i mean and i you know i i have a tendency to focus on the exterior so we we have a tendency to focus on you know roofing siding windows exterior wise my uh, that, and stuff. yeah but um but we don't do any new construction like i don't work my model is that i don't work for builders my model is is that i work direct for homeowners but um, but the new. Any, constru- re-
0: any particular reason why the uh, paying process really slow with builders?
2: No, it's stuff, just. Or? A- it's just a different model. So like my model is, is that I go direct to consumers, which means I have marketing budgets and I have all of those things and I have customer service related stuff because I'm dealing directly with customers and the model for new construction is, is that you, you're you going after builders and then your customer service has to do with the scheduling of around the builder schedule. So it's, it's just a different model and a different price point. And right. so, um, so it's just, there's not one is better than the other. It's just, that's my model is that I've, I, I love homeowners. I like the direct relationship. I love, uh, and I, and I have more of a replacement model where we're, where we're taking not plans and going to them. We have to look at the, the scenario as it the is on thing, site. Right. Yeah. So it's just a different, it's just a different business model. And it's a, it's a different, um, it's a different skill set. If you take a, a new construction uh, exterior guy and put them on remodels or retrofits. They're not necessarily going to do as well. And the same thing, like a, right, a guy who focuses like
0: mostly finish work and stuff.
2: Yeah, a guy who focuses on new construction. It's a different scheduling process. It's a different customer relationship. It's a different, all of those things. So it, it's just a, a different model. Most of the time, it's a it's a different type of company that does you know new construction and retrofit work. Yes, so,
0: all so. right. Thanks for all the info. I appreciate it.
2: Yeah, no problem. Uh, yeah, anytime. Uh, ha- have a great day and, and good good luck with that uh, for sure. Thanks for the questions. I appreciate it. Interesting question. I you know I've been doing a a, a radio show, a home improvement radio show now for about eighteen or nineteen years. And uh, that's actually the first time I've gotten that question. It's uh, it's interesting. Uh, so if you're not in construction, uh, the thanks for bearing with us as we uh, as we had that conversation. I uh, I found it uh, I found it interesting. I most of the time we get, have a tendency to get the same sort of questions here on the show. Uh, but uh, that was a little bit different. So thanks for that question, and thanks for uh, for listening. All right, that music means I got to take a break. Still have one segment left. So if you want to call with your home improvement questions, doesn't matter what it is, three four zero one zero four five. You're listening to in the house on News one zero four five WOKV. hello welcome back in the house your home improvement questions are answered all you got to do is give us a call number here three four zero one zero four five. last chance for today's show if you don't get a chance to come in and uh, ask me a question you can go to our website in uh, and uh, look at uh, previous shows uh, as well as uh, our blog all right let's go to maria on the north side how are you today maria
0: I'm fine, thank you. I'm calling because my husband and I have been trying to redo a kitchen. You know, we saved up some money, but we're scared to take that leap because of two things. How to ensure that we find somebody reputable and, mm-hmm. you know, making sure that we, when we walk away that we're not displeased with the work.
2: Yeah. Yeah, it's, you know, hiring a contractor can be tough, and, and so a lot of times you know, you don't know whether or not they're good until the project's done and you look back and you say, okay, how was that experience? And so, right. but the problem is, is by then it's too late. And, you know, kitchens are one of those things where, you know, they're in your house, you know what I mean? And, you know, the kitchen is the heart of the home. And, and mm-hmm. so, you know, so, you know, they're in your house, you got to take everything out. You you know, I mean, it's just, a, it's a process. And so it is extremely important with any project, but especially with kitchens. Correct. So the, The first place I always start when trying to hire a contractor is, is referrals from friends or neighbors. Um, You know, if you have a friend or a neighbor who's used a company in the past, then that's always a... Um, you know, it's always a, a good reference point. Um, it, and specifically with kitchen, the design is such a key. You know, there's a lot of really good contractors out there who know how to do construction, but that doesn't mean that they necessarily know how to design a kitchen so that it's functional and so that it's aesthetically pleasing. So, right. um, So I want you to spend a lot of time on the front end on the design part, to to really thinking it about, most uh, kitchen and bathroom modeling companies have designed software you where you can actually see what the kitchen is going to look like before. Okay. Uh, there's two primary versions. One's called 2020. The other is, is called uh, Pro Kitchen. Those are the two most common. I also, you know, if you go to the big box stores, um, they actually have uh, some some pretty good options on on uh, kitchens as well. A lot of times with home improvements, I don't recommend the big box stores, but they actually do a pretty good job. Personally, I, I think that Lowe's does a little bit better job than Home Depot kitchen wise I think their selections are better and I think their designs are better so I would take a look at that Um, and then um you know reviews and then you need to interview them you have them come to your house you interview at least 3 of them yeah, uh, there, if you go to our, if you go to my website universalroofjacks.com, and there's a little search button there where you can search and if you search how to choose a contractor there's a uh, a whole uh, article that I wrote about choosing contractors and what questions to ask uh, and so it it has a bunch of really good questions that you wouldn't necessarily normally think of. and spend a lot of time on the front end uh, because this is a relationship that you're building with them, and you have to make sure that you trust them. and if there's any red flags uh, then then obviously stop the process where it is. So um, good luck with that, Maria. Sorry, I don't have more time to to spend with you, but I got a couple other callers i gotta I, I gotta handle. All right, so Jerry in Arlington, how can I help you? You there, Jerry? Yeah. Yeah, go ahead. Can you hear me? Yep, I can. I got
1: uh, I, a shed was built without the permit. I mean, it was built properly; everything was good with it. But what what could be the repercussions to it?
2: Uh, is it already done? And it has the municipality said something to you? No,
1: no. But I'm just I, i'm i'm you know starting to get concerned. You know, sometimes some neighbors and stuff. So I just sure I just want to find out. You know what what could be the repercussions, and what could I do?
2: Yeah, I mean, theoretically, the repercussions is they could make you tear it down. So um, that's the that's in general what they would what they could do. What I would do is I would go down to the municipality that you're in, and then go down and talk to them and said, Hey, listen, you know, before you give them your name and your address, say, Hey, listen, this is this is what happened. There was a shed built. What's the process of getting this? Um, you know, can we retroactively have this inspected? Typically, there's going to be inspections that are going to have to be followed. You have to get a permit in advance. Uh, There's drawings that have to be done and then inspections that have to be done. So I would go down there and just chat with them and see what they're going to see what they say. The closer you are to the install, in other words, if it was done last week, it's better to do it now than it was five years years ago. You know what I mean? And so Uh so, uh, sooner is better than later.
1: Okay. Well, I do have pictures of the whole process showing, you know, the plates that were nailed on and and all of that, using the proper nails and all that.
2: Yeah, a lot of municipalities, if you proactively go down, they're going to work with you more than after you get caught.
3: I got you. Ah, that makes sense. Okay. Well, I thank you very much for your time, and I love listening to your show.
2: Thanks, brother. Appreciate it. All right. All right, Charlie at the beaches. Uh, uh, how can I help you? Uh, how you doing today, man? Charlie. Oh, Oh, we lost Charlie. So Charlie uh, had a question. They actually typed a little bit of the question, so I'll try to answer it even though we we lost him. Uh, Tin or shingle, which should he pick uh, was the question. So I assume we're talking about roofing. Uh, Should he do a metal roof uh, or should he do uh, a shingle roof? Uh, I'm a big fan of metal roofing. There's no doubt that at the beaches – we have to be more concerned about, um, you know, the salt in the air than we do it inland, right? And so, um, you know, inland you can use, you know, mill finish, uh, you can use uh, galvanized uh, finish, um, and uh, and it be okay you might have some concerns about rusting uh, but along the coast obviously with the salt water and the salt air we have a bigger concern of that so you, you always want to make sure that you know stainless steel fasteners are used you know there's aluminum products uh, that are that are used instead of the galvanized steel there's finishes uh, that are more protective than others so the closer you are to the salt air the more likely likely I'm going to choose those higher grade, either aluminum or um, uh, finishes that are more resistant uh, to the salt air. Uh, And uh, you're going to find that the closer you are, the more it affects the warranty from the manufacturer of the metal products. And so, um, and then in regards to metal and shingle, you know, I, I, uh, I love metal roofs. uh, So most of the time, uh you know as long as it fits within the budget uh you know if if you don't mind spending the extra money on the metal then i like the metal it's more durable it's going to last longer uh, aesthetics matter you know there's certain houses where a metal roof makes sense and there's other houses where it doesn't um but with metal also there's there's metal that looks like shake there's metal that looks like slate there's metal that looks like tile and so uh so those are obviously good options and as long as the house can handle it right but if you're in a you know normal neighborhood you know should you know where every other roof in the neighborhood uh, is uh, is an asphalt shingle should you necessarily go with metal you know a lot of times you won't recoup the cost and so we do a lot of shingle roofs so in that scenario uh, many people are going to use shingles in those scenarios so uh, what I always like to do with any home improvement decision is I like to get an option for whatever the options are, uh, get an option for both.
1: For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call.